Welcome back to Rising Giants in 2022. To kick off the year, we have a very special guest on the podcast, Chef Knack. She is Cambodia's first female celebrity chef, whose mission is to celebrate, develop, and preserve the art of Khmer cuisine and bring its unique flavors and rich culinary culture to the world stage. We really hope you enjoy this episode and welcome back to the podcast. I think a great place to get started is um, could you please talk to us a little bit about how you got to where you are today? Maybe starting off with your early journeys as uh, an aspiring chef. Thank you so much for organizing these um, interviews and, you know, um, to be on the broadcast. I'm very delighted. Um, it's a very long journey, um, but um, it's a combination of um, uh, me, myself, um, uh, grew up knowing myself that I love cooking and it's one of the things that I always ready to drop anything to run and cook. Um, but you know, um, since 2005, when I started to travel um, uh, abroad, um, I have um, started to realize that um, Cambodian cuisine is not there, um, while uh, our um, neighboring country's cuisine is everywhere. And I started to ask myself why, and um, and then I started to um, uh, see that you know ingredients that Cambodian been been using and other uh, country also been using why why they have the country's name in front of that particular uh, 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 ingredients for example eggplant why you know but why it's known as you know um um a name of the country a specific country and then eggplant you know and i started to to feel strange about it and um, and then I started to uh, learn also that um, that you know food it has a great potential uh, um, uh, for any country um, and if we um, um, invest correctly in it um, it can bring the um, uh, the country economic it help um a country in and in and um endless level and all those stuff and i and i started so you know it's 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 it started from the the passion of cooking and then um uh, wondering why it's not there and then i started to see the potential that cambodian food can bring to cambodia so yeah and i also you know as a cambodian i used to work for Cambodian living arts where i learned also that uh, cambodian do not have the traditions of writing things down and uh, through many many years of wars and um um and, and things like that we also do not have a lots of um, record about what we ate how we cook um and so the the, the the food become um um like um survival food um especially after my rouge so you know 
um so it's that uh, um uh, it like it it ignite me to start writing things down even though i myself is not the one who love reading or writing um but then the understanding of how our food can help the body it helped me to to think about hospitalities about how i make the food that we've been uh, eating and the food that we've been a bit of like overlooked um, into something that I am uh, pleased with. Um, I mean, in, in terms of being able to do something that I love, but also um, to uh, to inspire others as well. So that's why I chose to you know, not only uh, cook it, but in a way to uh, preserve, to um, uh, innovate, but also to promote it um, uh, locally and internationally. Yeah. Great. Thank you so much for that background. And have you always been interested in culinary arts since you were young? What were maybe some of the first dishes that you think back on or recall um, in your early um, in your early interest of culinary arts? Um, I remember I um, cooked um, uh, for the first time when I was four um, with my uh, older sister because both of our parents um, get traffic accident and they couldn't uh, come home. They had to stay at the hospital and uh, didn't have anything to eat. Um, so um, we were told by somebody we don't even remember now. Yeah, so at age um, um, six and myself um, uh, was four, we managed by the help um, assistant from the neighbor to cook rice porridge, plain rice porridge um, for our parents. And I think that's the first time I remember I started cooking. And then, you know, because um, our parents never been home to feed us, to cook us fresh food and all those stuff. So I always um, <laughs> travel around the village looking for, um, searching for fresh cooked food that my friends and parents cook for them. Um, yeah, I thought that I was looking for food, but actually I was looking for attention. But I was so lucky that I was fed sometimes, and those <laughs> those dishes <laughs> I remind, yeah, remain uh, in my memory. And um, very lucky that I born with um, that I was born with a, a ability to taste the food and. Um, that if that food um, uh, contain uh, the, the ingredients that I already knew or exposed to, I will be able to cook it even better. Um, and that's how I, um, I, I, I remember the flavors and, our, and, and how I uh, put things together. Um, so for me, plain rye porridge was, the, was something that um, I, that I um, always remember um that's how i started to cook and up to now you know i don't know maybe up to close to four five hundred dishes that i can't even name right now um yeah so that's how it started great thank you so much and as you mentioned before or just a second ago about spices specifically and these different flavors when you think about um my food what are some of those flavors or spices that you think are the most important 
to include within these dishes or what are quint like quintessential to um, the, the flavor that you think back on? Um, yeah, when I was young, um, something that I remember up to now and sometimes it's very hard to, to replace is the, um, the well balance of, of flavors. Um, in Cambodia, we use a lot of citrix. Um, the, um, um, the, the sour flavors um, in many, many things um, to, uh, to balance with um, salty and, um, and sweet. And that's something is so special to our cuisine because a well balanced is something very important that we, that we always have. And not only the balance of flavors, but we also have a very unique way of balancing the meal itself. For example, if we have um, some salty fish, we often um, come up with, um, you know, like sweet fruit that accompany that, um, uh, that fish and we eat it rice. Um, I know it's funny that we have, uh, um, you know, fruit um, to eat with um, salty fish with rice. I know it, it sounds weird, but that's how we do it. But also sometimes when we have um, like more of like, um, um, you know, like light soup, clear soup, we often come up with um, something that a bit stronger to balance the whole things up as well. Um, and in terms of um, spices, you know, we share a lot of um, uh, ingredients uh, with other country, um, you know, which is very understandable um, because if you if you look at the past, you know, we 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 have a very very long history, um, so of course um, we share many many things too. Um, but I think it just in terms what make Cambodian um, dishes different are the way we use our ingredients. So our neighboring country, you know, they have so many dishes using, for example, lemongrass, coffee, lime, whatever. Um, but not really combining um, four, five, seven ingredients uh, spices into one paste that we call krum, which is a base to so many, uh, many dishes, stir fried, grill, like marinate in a grill, in the soup, many, many things. So, uh, and also, you know, when I was young, um, of course now it's different, is that we never use chili in to, to as, um, uh, as one of the ingredient in the main dishes. It's always an optional. We um, always have it on the side with um, either fish sauce or, um, or, or, or soy sauce. So, so for us, um, I never remember um, eating any dishes that, that is spicy um, by adding um, uh, chili in it. So yeah, I know it has so many, um, similarity um, compared to the neighboring country. But if you look closely and if you pay attention to it, we are quite different. Yeah, understood on that. And thank you again for that background and really appreciate all of the details and the idea of learning about what are the, um, you know, what are these strong flavors and those that are quintessential to creating the dishes. I think the 
next transition that I would like to get a little bit more into is to learn a little bit more about your experience at working for Cambodian Living Arts and what was your experience like there? Um, working for Cambodian Living Arts really inspired me um, in many, many ways. Um, well, you know, for eight years, I have um, worked in uh, four or five different um, positions um, because of course, you know, I would I wanted to explore, <laughs> um, but because I also was very inspired about what they do as well. Um, um, so Cambodian Living Arts at that time they focusing on revising the um, um, traditional performing arts. So they open classes um, around the country, um, and and my job at that time was to support um, all those classes by inviting um, the masters who remember their um, art form and transfer the knowledge to the next generation. And I realized that um, uh, whatever form um, they, they were teaching, it's all verbal. Nothing is written down. Um, so if they, they, the next generation wasn't there to, to learn from these um, amazing masters, the knowledge will, um, you know, will 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 go back with them um, when they die. Um, but I also felt like, you know, performing art is a great is a great art form, and it tells about Cambodian about Cambodia. But it's not an art form that we need three times per day to survive. But still, you know, people pay attention and raising a lot of money and a big group of people, uh, you know, inspire and do this. But what about the, the cooking arts, the culinary arts, which we, which is very important. Um, so, yeah, so I, I started to feel like, hmm, you know, maybe something need to be done. But of course I couldn't do anything um, because 2005, I was 20 years old I'm, and money always my priority at that time. Um, yeah, so, um, so um, not writing things down is something that I already had that in mind. Um, um, and after that, um, I also started to um, to travel, yeah, in order for me to work at that time to support all those classes um, before the bank system worked this way in Cambodia. I had to travel, um, you know, at least on seven to eight provinces every year to um, yeah to support the classes. So I exposed to many different ways of cooking. Of the food that you know we could call it the same name but the way people cook um, and the ingredients can be so different based on that area and that uh, and dif uh, depends on how they were cooking from generations before them um, and that's uh, so for me, before I exposed to these kinds of things, this travel, I only like my own food. And I were taught that the way that my mom taught us was the only correct way. And, and it, it, it was so difficult 
up to the point that I couldn't eat anything that looked different, smelled different. Um, but of course, you know, when you travel from day to day, you got hungry and you have, and I have to, I have to eat. And that's when I realized that, oh my God, it's different, but it's nothing less uh, in terms of um, uh, flavors and, um, and, and, and things in it. So I got very interested and then I started to learn even more. And I'm, and, and after the point that I only interested in something that is different from the way I do. <laughs> I'm not interested <laughs> in something that is possible anymore. <laughs> so, it's, yeah. yeah, so food changed me so much um, that I started to uh, appreciate the differences. And I actually realized that these differences are the art um, of that area, of that um, particular group of people, of that family, of that particular person. And it also tells a lot of stories about um, those people, but also the area that they, that, that they are in. And some a particular food, you know, is only uh, being cooked in that specific time of year. So um, yeah, I, I, I realized that and then um, I started to come back and learn about um, how we ate before Khmer Rouge and, and, and what about before that, before that. So I was looking for um, uh, um, a record. I was looking for um, anything that I can base on but I wasn't able to find anything at that time. I was very frustrated, but couldn't do anything. So then I realized, and I actually said to myself, well, I couldn't change anything in the past, but if my next generation um, feel or experience what I experienced, it would be my fault. So I started to, to do things at that time, um, yeah. And I, I, I did not start it with writing things uh, in a complete recipe because I also didn't know how to at that time because we never covered measurement. So I only record the name, uh, the area, the name of the dish, I mean, and the, the, um, uh, um, <clears throat> the name of the area that I, um, that, I uh, that I knew it from, and is there any, uh, story behind it and the ingredients. Um, so when I started to do the first cookbook, I go back and look at them and I did the measurement. That's the most critical part because we never cook with measurement. It's so great to hear about the passion that you have for cooking as well. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm just, I'm just thinking about all these different dishes and flavors and I'm getting very hungry at the moment. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, <laughs> but, but it's, it's, it's very inspiring and in how, you know, a lot of times people might feel a bit of a wall in terms of, okay, if I can't find this, then I'm going to turn away. But it's very inspiring to hear that you kept on digging and digging and wanting to learn more and more about these flavors or these dishes and, and cultures and traditions and everything that kind of encompasses what goes into um, what goes into creating a, a, a very um, delicious dish and also inspiring those that uh, want to build upon whatever what the foundations are for those dishes. So it's right. it's really great to hear that. And as you had mentioned, traveling was a big part of your growth and learning about how to 
put together the dishes that you make today. And I would be curious to learn, was there a specific province in Cambodia that produces a, an interesting dish um, that might be different from anywhere else within the country? Um, yes, um, you know what I have to say, like not even different province, but even from home to home, we cook differently. <laughs> so, so you like imagine different province that have completely different, not completely, I'm like, well, in terms of ingredients, um, not counting the, the meat, the protein, normally quite the same, but in terms of vegetable, uh, I'm, you know, because the area could only have this, um, a specific time and things like that. So it's very special. But for me, I'm, um, <clears throat> travel, I'm, travel and, 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 and I've learned so much and got my, um, my, my interest even more in the food were in Battambang and Siem Reap, um, and recently very much in Kampung uh, Thom because, you know, like I'm almost 40, but like when I'm in the province, um, I just see something completely new, you know, that I never, not even tasted, but even heard the name. So it is something so fascinating that we are in a very small country, but there are so much more that I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm not, to, to tell you the truth, that when I started this work, um, I felt like I know something, right? Um, because otherwise I can't really write a book. But up to now, I feel like I know nothing because there are so much more that I don't know. And it's always like, I'm all, like I used to say to you, right? That I'm, I'm, I was ready to drop everything to cook. But for me now, I'm ready to drop everything to do more research because that really keep me motivated. And the story that we brought and, 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 and shared it on our social media, it's just so amazing to see how people talk about food. It's not about how fancy it is, but the food that bring back the memories, the food that um, were fed, that, that, they, that, that people were fed by their grandparents and the ingredients that we know it poisonous but Cambodian know the way to make it edible and, and, and things like that, you know? So it's just so amazing. And, you know, come back to your question, um, like anything that I know or remember uh, particularly that we cook differently, to be honest with you, Dom, anything that I know, I knew before, it is so different everywhere I go. Yeah, that's that that is it's very inspiring as well to to know that you know you've you've come to the point in your career where it's the it's the force that keeps put that keeps pushing you to move and challenge yourself on a day-to-day -day basis and be able to really take what your foundation is and then take these 
outside parts and try to create a variation or try to create something that is, you know, something new for people to also be inspired by and maybe to go home and try and make their own variation of. And that's really the, one of the exciting bases around food in general and culinary arts. And it's, it's, it's really great. Right. But for me, you know, it's not, it's not only, um, um, not only inspire people to cook or go back and, you know, um, understanding their roots. But my dream is really for them to see their own potential, their own worth, and in a way make it from their passion because they understand about their potential, but then make it as a business. And because this, you know, like we really in Cambodia, we don't, we have more than enough of the resources, but what we're lacking of is the confidence. And this confidence is lacking because we don't understand the potential. We don't believe in it. That's why people avoid um, avoid being a cook, being a chef, because, because what else can they imagine doing except being in the kitchen, right? So for me, what I'm trying to do is to, to somehow tell uh, uh, my fellow Cambodians that if you really believe in what you do, there are so many ways, for example, it took me 33 years for me to be able to say, I have enough and I will drop everything and I will do what I believe in, which is food. I couldn't decide to do it because I don't want to be a housewife. I don't want to end up cooking every day. And, I also never want to be cooking seven day per week, uh, 10 to 15 hours in the, in the professional kitchen either, right? So I, I'm here, I would like to inspire people. I would like to, to be the leading force to, 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 um, to, to, to be the role model that, you know, once you know something very, um, uh, um, uh, um, very specifically or, you know, or enough, there are so many ways you can do. You can, you can be the um, food historian, you can be the food blogger, you can write about, you can write cookbook, um, you can be a chef, you can be anything you want, not only in the kitchen. And that's why I'm trying to do many, many things because I believe that food can have so many branches. Um, yeah, so it's more than just to, it's, it's more than just using food to fulfill our stomach. Thank, thank you for this. And just um, diving into that in a little bit more detail, what, what projects are you currently focused on for the next year to, to drive forward this, um, this vision? Yeah, so right now um, we are finalizing our second book. Um, which is um, um, showing a very different uh, angle of uh, look to, to look at Cambodian cuisine. Because like I mentioned before, um, that I'm 
I'm trying to um, to inspire the local. So through many other things, but having the um, the book is so important because you know I travel to talk about food to to promote Cameroon cuisine, but I myself I cannot travel around the world because it's so costly and time time wise it won't work for me. I might need you know to to life to life you know to do this, but if I do book. The book that is so beautiful, very high quality, um, that can travel all over the world, knock on people's door that, hey, this is Cambodian cuisine, and please have a look, and you know, and hopefully that this will, will make people brave to come to Cambodia. Um, we are right now um, constructing, building our own Chefnet Curry Center um, where we will be hosting the, um, the cooking and the dining experience, um, but also a homestay. Um, um, and we will also have our um, shooting studio, indoor shooting studio and our office, um, but also, and also our uh, living space as well. And it will be full of uh, stories, ingredients that has been overlooked or, or uh, forgotten. Yep, so I've been collecting a lot of different um, ingredients from all over the country. So it will be, it, it will be amazing. And I'm very excited about it. Um, and hopefully, uh, things will be together and up and run um, by mid of this year. Wow, that's that's really great to know. And where where will that center be? So our audience can can be aware of um, of where it is and how they can go and visit in the future. Thank you. Um, yeah, it will be in an in an area called Break Lung. So it's will be about um, 7k after the Arexat ferry. Yeah, it's just a bit off, off, off moving. Okay, and, and you mentioned that people will also be able to stay there. Correct, correct. Okay, and, and um, is this, is this um, the first project to do something like this in Cambodia? How, how does it compare to some, some other um, centers? Or is this really uh, one of the first in the country? Well, I'd like to think so. Yeah, um, because what we do is very different in a way that we only host um, private group. Um, because everything that we do here, we are not restaurants. Um, we are home dining. Um, and we care and we would love to give more than just food, but stories, but also the experience, complete experience on, uh, on and, 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 and food journey. So people are, when people are here, before people are coming here, um, they have to book us, of course. And um, um, so everything is designed based on that group. I have to learn about what they like, what they don't like, um, and uh, create a journey. Um, they will be bringing back with them the experience that they don't, they that they can't experience somewhere else. Okay, and and you mentioned about um, just moving to another topic about how you've also spent some time, um, you know, traveling outside of Cambodia to 
uh, educate people on Cam uh, Cambodian Khmer cuisine. Um, how has that how has that been? How has that process been? And which uh, which countries would you say are um, are most important uh, in in sort of internet in the international um, appetite for Khmer cuisine? Um, we've been doing it well because my background with Khmer Living Up, so we have a lot of. Uh, connections um, in the US. <laughs> so I've been traveling uh, a lot in the US uh, for the past couple years. Um, but we have not been doing that because of COVID. Um, but planning to go back um, uh, maybe in March and then continue maybe to Poland. Um, so, so for me, yes, of course, it started in, in the US. But we also planning to go to more of a Europe, France, and all those stuff because I um, I would love to reach out to um, Cambodian communities, but also communities that support Cambodian communities as well. So um, and I know that those are the one who been hearing about Cambodia, and of course, to be honest, that sometimes when people are outside it's very hard to relate um, back to what's going on and the way they look at the country can be very different from reality as well so i would like to use food to um uh, to connect people back and for people to realize and um, uh, um about what's going on here um yep yeah, so yeah, so actually we have a lot of plan about traveling um, this year, um, this year meaning 2022. Um, yeah, but I also need to see how much I can do in terms of opening a new space, which we never had before, and, and many other things as well. Because in Cambodia, we also have many other things that we um, we do. And to, to add on that, uh, when we... <clears throat> Last time when we when I went to the U.S. and promote a uh, Cambodian cuisine, it came up. The idea came up with one of the group that we hosted um, the party um, dinner party that they form a group of um, eight uh, New Yorkers, and so we created a chef nat curry tours back in Cambodia that based on Phnom Penh, Simrip and Battambang. And it was so beautiful. And that's something people really missed. Something that uh, people that experienced it and has spread their word and their friends are now you know, on the list to come here. So that's also something that I would love to do. You know, Traveling outside is something that just to knock on people's door and give them the chance of to taste Cambodian flavors, right? But to come here is to dive deep in what Cambodian really is um, and then combine it with many performing arts. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's really great to just hear all of the um, different angles that you're looking at this, whether it's, um, you know, looking at the, um, you know, encouraging uh, Khmer cuisine to, to be more popular in, in certain parts of the world, as well as, um, you know, spurring that. Uh, development in Cambodia. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure you've got quite a quite a big team around you. How how, how has that been? Um, you know, growing this company and um, you know building out the human resources and and people to come on this journey with you. It's 
actually you know right now we don't really have that that big team so in terms of um i'm behind yeah behind the screen is really my husband who runs everything <laughs> and um and we have our production team uh, who uh, shoot and produce and 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 do the editing uh, thing is another three people and we have one um cell person and we have one uh content uh person and otherwise me so we have very small team due to i mean you know COVID. we we can't really um afford much but at the same time i'm very pleased to be able to keep people and that so it's i'm yeah I'm, I'm, I'm very pleased to be able to um, to keep the work all moving. It's actually not only moving, but also um, make it even better um, and take the time to really tell people how much they can do. So, you know, it's, it's so valuable to me because that's really what I wanna do. So in terms of keeping the team together, you know, People know that I'm I'm not doing it just for myself. I'm doing it for Cambodian, for Cambodia in general. So people who comes to me, um, they 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 need to know that this is not a place for them to make money to 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 be rich out of, right? Um, and we have a big dreams, and this is something that we, um, that we would love to be beneficial to all Cambodian. So that part, it seems to be um, a, a very inspiring part for people to come to work with us, for us, with us. Um, yep, you know, um, and we work uh, very, um, I think I, I have to say that we, we quite um, small but dynamic um, productive team <laughs> we know exactly what we want and um, and we keep doing what we know best to do and we reach out to people when we need um, um, you know extra support and things like that um, but otherwise you know yeah I, I, I just feel like I'm finding people to work for us or keep people um, uh, with us is not an, 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 a difficult thing. Okay, and, and just following up on that, what do you think is the most important characteristic to cultivate as a um, CEO or business leader run, running a business like yours? Yeah, I think business like us is, is very unique. Not a lot of people can understand why we do what we do because it can sound very silly right and to to drop many things to do something that don't 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 really make money but for people in general right um but you know still there are people who would like to inspire people would like to be part of um, something amazing, something grow big, grow fast. Um, yep, so um, for me, you know, I'm just being very genuine and that's who I am. Um, that this is where we are. 
and this is how much we can do and this is how much we can afford I'm will be very grateful if you stay but if you have a better um, opportunities please go I support you either way so um, and that's a mentality that I have I'm you know working for many years for others um, and now you know when I run my own things it just it's, it's very different and it's just so difficult you know to finally handling your own thing but I do not believe that keeping anybody with us um, is a great thing people can uh, we should let people fly because that's what I do I inspire people to do what they love to so I do not think I should keep anybody um, but I'm I think we've been very lucky because we've been through and uh, the team that we are the team that we are with right now is a team that been with us for for years and they understand the value uh, of what Shehna is doing in general so um you know I I, I don't I, I can't say much more than this but being genuine and um, um, really communicate very well about where things are and what to expect as we head into our fourth section of the of the podcast, it would be great to start diving a little bit into some of the interpersonal ideas and feelings and ways that you approach, uh, whether it's life or work. And I think a great place to get started would be what habits do you install in yourself to stay self-accountable or motivated? Oh, what a great question in this time. <laughs> Um, it's, yeah, you know, I, when I'm, when I'm really down, I, I ask myself, why did I start this thing from the beginning? So, so the answer from that really pushed me back um, to life, to continue what I'm doing. Mm, and I also, I'm very lucky that I have lots of support um, mentally. Like I have, I don't really have lots of people um, but I do have enough amazing people to go to um, to talk about how I feel um, and, and always be there to listen to me. Um, I have a great family who I look into um, to inspire me to continue what I do. Um, you know, like a lot of people, I keep hearing compliments from people every day about how amazing Chef Network is. But one thing that I have not had a chance to tell people is that I'm here because of my passion. And because of this passion, I attracted a lot of people who put aside their passion because of and come to work for me. So when I'm down, I look at them. 
I have the opportunity to do the work, the work of my dream. What about people who've been put off their dream to work for me and to be on my side? So those are the motivation. And my family, you know, have put so much time, effort and money on me because they believe in what I do. I can't, I can't let them down. And I can't, I have to continue because I have to continue to sh shine because I know that this bright star will allow others to shine too. And I, I think especially in, in recent years too, you have had, you have been recognized with awards that further back this inspiration and, and all the hard work that you've put together over the years. And um, I think that, you know, from, from those that have a passion for cooking as well, I, they, I, I can, I can see that they also are inspired to come work with you and maybe thinking about putting their passion aside it's maybe it's just the idea of having the opportunity to work with you and to have that uh to have to have that experience is what continues to fuel and drive their passion to uh to get them prepared for the next step for whatever experience or um challenge that they would like to take on next in the culinary world so I, I think that, you know, from, from that perspective, you know, it's uh, a lot of people uh, that, that especially come and work with you are, you know, furthering that passion, that fuel to, uh, to have that culinary fire to keep moving forward. Thank you. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I, you know, I, all, yeah, I just would like to, 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 open doors that maybe it's just not something that we Cambodian have been seeing. Um, that there's so many room for us to grow. Um, um, it's just out of love and, um, and the passion we have in it. Yeah. Yeah. No, completely and, understand. And the, yeah. And, and the reason, and also another reason that I, that I continue because I would love to give an image to people that that if you stay strong and stay believing in what you do, you will be able to to do it, to continue it. Because sometimes people said, "Oh, you know, to to have the courage to start something that you that we love is so difficult." But for me, I used to think so. But right now, it's not about studying things that you love. It's about how you maintain the thing you love to continue. And if I only start and finish, it will not give a good inspiration to others. That's why, you know, I want to make sure that if I started to post the videos on my media, that means I have at least 20 others unstuck that will um, continue even though I'm very busy doing something else because I just do not want to give the impression that if I start doing things with food, I will ending up finishing very quickly after I started. That's what I don't want to give people. I, do, I don't want to give that image. 
thank you and and i think one uh another question that would be really great to to hear your perspective on is before the podcast started we were discussing about how you had a you had a pretty hectic crazy uh end of the year and with providing with uh with cooking for for important events and important people and um how important is it to have a work-life balance to you um do you do you find yourself having trouble sometimes with with balancing the two or how do you feel about that yes i do i do i do i do find it difficult I'm lots of the time. I'm, I, I remember my son came to me and said, I miss you, mommy, but I don't miss Shekhnat. Yeah, it was difficult to hear that. Um, and it remains difficult, you know, to to do what I do. It's not an easy thing. Every time I travel, I have to see whether my parents can have boys at their home. I love my family, and I know hardly of what I do today because I would love to 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 give them. Um, I would love to to show them that being a human is more than just being yourself or only care about yourself. Do something that you love, but also benefit others too. And I know it's tough for them to accept it because they need their parents to be with them. But from time to time, I tell them and I try to explain to them that that it's me um, and doesn't matter where I am, but I am with you and I always be making sure that you are in a good hand. Um, it's been better from day to day and um, and I'm a lot happier. Um, and I don't always feel guilty every single time I need to host people. Um, and so it's up to the point that my son sometimes come to the to people's home with me. So he knows how hard I work to produce this thing. Um, and I'm not doing it only for me. Um, so, you know, life become a lot easier mentally. And, you know, yeah. So instead of against the idea of me going away, it's them come and, and help or they at home telling me, mom, you go do what you need to do. And we are here and we are fine to be here. We can manage ourselves. 
we can manage our, our own lunch and dinner. Don't worry, we, we, we will be fine. So, you know, to come up with this, it's not an easy thing. I'm, but it's up to the point right now that I'm, I'm happy and I'm, 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 a, I'm just a proud chef net about Cameroon cuisine. And I'm also a proud mom and a proud wife as well. And Shefnak, thank you so much for the, you know, especially coming on here and, and being very brave and opening up and telling us about, you know, the genuine feelings as well. And um, understandably in any sort of career, especially in the one that you're leading, it's, it is a lot of time and, and effort and, and passion and everything. And so, um, you know, thank you for, for opening up. And we really, uh, you know, I, I think that at, at this point, it's uh it's it's very inspiring as well um to know that as as much as you know the time that it takes to um fulfill a career that you've had and the success that you've had so far you can still you you still have the ability to to manage um you know a family and and a career all together so um so yeah thank you again for for um opening up to us about that we as very um is very uh uh, very genuine and, and do appreciate that. Um, I think as a, as a sh quick shifting gears, um, one of the traditional closing questions that we like to ask each of our guests is what is the most important piece of advice that you have ever been given? Um, you know, I've been doing it for four years and my two main things that I'm hoping for is to give inspiration for local and to bring Cambodian food to the world. And for me, lots of people come to me and ask what exactly, who exactly is your target audience? So for me right now, I'm trying to, um, tell people is that I am targeting both. And I know it sounds silly to many businesses, but for me, I'm targeting both because if I don't do both, it will not be succeed because if I only spend my all my energy doing it outside, but if the local people do not have the pride, the confidence to stand up and do things with Cambodian cuisine. I won't. I won't be succeed. So it has to be somebody inside. And what I'm trying to say is that I will die one day. But I'm hopefully, I'm very hopeful that what I've been doing inspire others to continue to do many other things that relate to food. Cambodia has so much more to offer. We have great, amazing temples. And the world talk about Cambodia. They talk about killing fields. But I would love people to talk and to hear about Cambodia from the food, the amazing food that we have. Thank you. And 
Chef Nack, thank you so much for coming on to Rising Giants today. We really appreciate all the time, all of the stories, the, the laughs and, and the emotional nature of the entire podcast. So thank you so much. And I, I, you know, I just as a quick comment, I don't think that there is there's any question within doubt you're 100 percent a rising giant in the culinary industry especially in cambodia and we are so excited to see what the future holds and uh everything that you'll do next so thank you again for coming on to the show